0: My name is Skip Sims, Senior Vice President of Ann Arbor Spark. I also am the managing member of the Michigan Angel Fund and member of the Michigan Angel community. It Takes Money is a series of podcasts featuring angel investors and experts who offer insight on how to invest in startups. In these podcasts, we'll discuss the many aspects of angel investing and why they're choosing to invest in Michigan.
1: So I'm delighted to have with me today John Deary, who's the Founder and CEO of the Center for American Entrepreneurship. Uh, John, I'm going to let you explain your, your background, what makes you qualified to run <laughs> this new uh, initiative and passion of yours. Yep. So uh, tell us well, about I don't it. know that
2: I'm qualified, but I am passionate about it. Um, <laughs> um, well, I spent it, I, I'm spent i new to innovation and entrepreneurship. I came okay. to it uh, fairly uh, late in my career. Um, or later, uh, I started my career, um, or, or spent the first uh, 25 or so years of my career in, in banking and financial policy. I mm-hmm. uh, started my career at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and then I went to work for an organization called the uh, Financial S- uh, Services Forum, which uh, is a Washington, D.C.-based um, uh, financial and economic policy group, uh, a membership organization comprised of the CEOs of the, of the 20 or so largest financial institutions. Um, that was um, uh, a very active job, as you can imagine. I was the policy director during the financial crisis, mm. uh, which is a good segue to how we got to CAE. Uh, after the financial crisis was finally over, uh, we couldn't, mean by we, I mean, policymakers couldn't quite, uh, had real uh, difficulty accelerating job creation and economic growth. Uh, after the Great Re- uh, Recession, the economy began to expand very slowly and as uh, as late as you know, two years into the recovery, so by the summer of 2011, uh, uh, unemployment was still north of nine percent. Um, uh, Twenty-five million Americans were still unemployed, and you could really feel this this kind of collective shrug of the shoulders in Washington. Policymakers have thrown the kitchen sink at this problem. Uh, they, you know, they w- we did the big fiscal stimulus as soon as Obama was inaugurated. The Federal Reserve came in hard and controversially with. interest rates and three Mm -hmm. rounds of quantitative easing. And Congress chimed in with cash for clunkers, cash for conkers, cash for this, cash for that, You know, throwing the kitchen sink at the problem. And we just couldn't accelerate economic growth, it seemed. Uh, And so I initiated a project at the forum to try to find some new ideas. And uh, as I followed my nose through the research, I eventually came across and learned how important startups and entrepreneurs are to innovation, economic growth, job creation, Uh, and I knew that nobody was focused on this in Washington because I was in Washington and I didn't know this. (laughs) Um, and, and I thought to myself, my God, you know, aha, you know, policymakers are digging in the wrong place. They ought to be focused here. Um, so I initiated a major project to try to figure out why, or the other thing I should say is that I also found out that startup rates had fallen to four decades lows. Yeah. That's what made this so intriguing. Uh, Aha. Something is going on that policymakers aren't focused on. So I wanted to know why that decline was happening. I ended up doing a major project in which a colleague and I traveled the country and met with entrepreneurs in roundtables that we set up in 12 states around the United States, asking them, what's in your way? Um, And they told us. And it was fascinating and new. And I, I knew how consequential it was and that nobody in Washington was focused on this. So I ended up writing a book about it, and then as I was finishing up that book, um, it occurred to me, you know, because I knew Washington and what it takes to you know, successfully pursue any sort of policy agenda, you need an organization on the ground you know, doing the day-to-day blocking and tackling of engagement, education, relationship building, et cetera, with policymakers. So that was the idea uh, uh, to start the Center for American Entrepreneurship, and I left uh, the forum in July of 2017 and launched, I uh, became an entrepreneur myself mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and launched the center for American entrepreneurship. Yeah. And it's been a remarkable, uh, two and a half years or so. Um, I think we have really put entrepreneurship on the map in Washington. Well, we're
1: delighted to hear that. Now, what does
2: that mean? Well, plug your book. Well, oh, it's, uh, the book is uh, called where the jobs are entrepreneurship and the soul of the American economy. Very good. And, uh,
1: What's, so part of the solution, obviously, is capital. Yeah. Uh, you know, startups, entrepreneurs, they're rarely bankable in the early yeah. stages, at least for the first few years. Yeah. Uh, that money, most of them are not venture-backable either. Right. Uh, so the angels are the ones that Very are important. fueling yeah. this need, uh, these entrepreneurs that are creating the jobs, et cetera, et cetera. What's being done to encourage yeah. People to take the risk
2: yeah. to invest in this class? Well, um, uh, f- first of all, as a, as a broad comment, as we, as my colleagues and I have um, made the rounds in Washington and introduced ourselves to key policymakers and their staff and shared our policy agenda with them, um, the good news is, is that of all the issue areas that our policy agenda covers, Access to capital is probably the one that, that gets the most interest from policymakers and their staff on both sides of the aisle in both chambers of Congress. There's especially uh, members from rural areas, rural states and districts where there's not a lot of capital. So they're looking for ideas as to how we can do something. So um, uh, we are, we have talked to people you know, specifically on the topic of angels. We've talked to people about uh, federalizing the policy experiment in so many states including the state of michigan experimented with the angel credit uh, tax credit uh there's some interest in, in federalizing that idea mm-hmm. senator ron wyden uh, who is the ranking member the senior democrat on the senate finance mm-hmm. committee the tax writing committee just introduced a bill about two weeks ago that would provide a uh, uh, small but significant tax credit for angel investors who invest in in early stage uh, businesses. We're working on a bill that's gonna be introduced by Senator Amy Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, who's who's running for president also. Um, She is the new co-chair, the Democratic co-chair of the new Senate Entrepreneurship Caucus uh, that was established in March, bipartisan caucus, very significant development because caucuses are a very important part of the policy machinery in Washington. She's going to be introducing a bill called the Innovation and Startup Equity Investment Act um, that is going to try to encourage the mobilization of both uh, venture and angel capital by offering a one-to-one match with federally uh, provided dollars. I'm oversimplifying it's a complex bill, but I'll keep you posted on that. The the one initiative that I, I am you know, as a policy guy uh, am most interested in is increasing the number of active angels. And let me just uh, mm-hmm, give me you a couple of, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a couple of numbers that you're not familiar with, but perhaps your audience is not. So there, uh, according to the Angel Capital Association, there are currently about 300,000 active mm-hmm. angels in the United States. That all depends on how you define active, right. but around that number. Mm-hmm. According to the SEC, there are another 12 million American households that meet accreditation standards. Right. Right. 300,000 is 2% of 12 million. So if you could, if you could just get 2% More, right. of, of, of those folks who are, yeah. who meet accreditation standards to think about becoming active at angels, you would double the number of angels and presumably the amount of angel capital. And the, and the amount of angel capital is $26
1: billion a year right? going in to, I forgot how many startups every.
2: Thou- tens of thousands. Yeah, I mean uh, the numbers. 70,000 70, Start right. The uh, the numbers that that I've heard you're probably familiar with is that. You know, for every startup that gets uh, venture capital, which is very, very tiny sliver, 20 others get angel. And and the angel investors account for 95 percent of the outside financing. Once Mm -hmm. the the entrepreneur goes beyond their own resources or friends and family and goes to outside investors, angel investors account for 95 percent of that capital. So and as you said, at, at early stage, true seed stage financing for startups, by far, in my opinion, the most important source of outside capital, and and so we're focused in Washington on trying to increase the you know all the ideas, but also the one I'm I'm so intrigued about is the is the effort to double the number.
1: Yeah. Well, here's a thought, it's kind of a wild idea. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, many Americans who are falling into that category of qualifying as a high net worth household, uh, you know, have uh, mortgages that are mm-hmm. tax deductible. Right. Yeah, and it's become commonplace. I mean, we all do it. Right. Wouldn't it be nice if we could say, if you're in this
2: asset class of funding a startup, mm-hmm. that's deductible too. Right, right. Because you're taking huge risks. Awesome. Right, right. And um, and, and it's all that part of the reason or the, uh, another argument for doing that is that studies have shown that when angels do, well, first of all, it's risky, as you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's only a small percentage of the investments that. That, that pay off. But when they do pay off, um, angel investors tend to reinvest yes. the gain in the yep. next generation of startups. Yes. So, so by by taking a favorable tax approach to gains mm-hmm. associated with, with 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 angel investments, you are contributing to. Capital formation yeah. for the next generation of startups. Encouraging so, to keep this momentum going. Right. So 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 it's not just it's not just an incentive to get off the sideline and become active, it's also an incentive to keep investing. Yes. And um, and that's just terribly, terribly important. Yes, you yes. know, the point of my speech today, and thank you for the invitation, was you know, how important startups are to economic growth, mm-hmm. we're in an economic growth crisis, yes. um, and how important angel investors are to those startups who are, are providing the innovation that drives the gains in productivity and economic growth. So that's the whole ecosystem, angel investors are a critical
1: part. Of. Absolutely. And so just also as a point of reference, we're recording this in the middle of November uh, 2019. Um, so, Angels up Some of those dates at uh, the Michigan Angel Summit. So, right. Thanks for coming in from Washington. Uh, it's my well, pleasure. I'm glad I was able to get here.
2: I was, I was worried last night I might be... Uh, uh, <laughs> w- 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 <laughs> well, we might be doing this conversation by telephone, yeah. but I'm glad, glad I made it. So, I am too, Thank you for the invitation. Sarge, thank you. Okay. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you for taking time to listen to It Takes Money. For more of our podcasts, visit annarborusa.org slash podcasts or michiganangels.org thanks to the ralph c wilson jr foundation for making these podcasts possible and let me leave you with this from john d rockefeller it is a mistake to assume that the possession of money in great abundance brings happiness pleasure comes not from the possession of money but from the ability to do things for others which brings satisfaction